Turn with me to the scriptures. Hey, uh, it's New Year almost. In fact, it will be the New Year, won't it soon? Where are we now? Sunday night's New Year. Okay, Sunday morning. Okay, turn with me to 2 Corinthians 10. You'll remember we talked about uh, um, um, what is being talked about all over the world. Uh, and I, I seem to get there. Um, there's a bunch of people going around talking about spiritual warfare and uh, making out that there's some demons over everything. You know, I, I don't want to talk about that, but what I do want to talk about is attitude. You know, Benson Ederholz, I think on his last sermon here, uh, your attitude determines your altitude. So the way you think is very important. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And attitudes are, are deadly things. And when you come up to New Year, what you've got to think of is your attitude. Because what's going to govern your life is attitude. Always. And most people don't understand that attitude is, is the thing that um, the enemy works on. As I said um, before Christmas, one of the things, love, joy, and peace. You can't have love unless you have joy. Because an ingredient of true love is joy. In a marriage, if you get a marriage where there's no joy, you have no love. If you have love, you always have joy. And love and joy go together like a horse and carriage. <laughs> As they used to say, love and marriage, you know. Uh, joy is something that, uh, uh, and attitudes go wrong, uh, and people become negative. And negative people are destructive people. And there's a lot of talk um, about mind over matter. Uh, that is not true. What you have to understand is joy and love are inseparable. And when you take joy out of life and you cease to enjoy life, you cannot love God. Because the love of God that's shed abroad in your heart automatically produces the fruit of the Spirit which is joy. And if you don't have that and have peace, then you have nothing. And the whole thing works together. And one of the things that the enemy works on is robbing us of our joy. Um, lots of people live their lives with um, things happening. But attitude of mind and love and joy is not based on happenings, it's based on faith. And faith is the important thing in a life. And so the enemy of our souls knows that the only way to get Christians out of life is to get them miserable. And he has weapons he uses. And you'll realize it 
Um, <laughs> verse 3 makes it plain in um, 2 Corinthians 10. says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Quite right. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Now, what are your weapons? They are what? Mighty, who through? God. So if you've got wrong attitudes, you need to know what weapons to use. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Now, mainly, your attitude is determined by your thinking. And your thinking's determined by your imagination. And your heart governs it all. And so inside of yourself, you are what you think. The Bible makes it plain. It says, as a man thinketh, that's what he is. And you can meet some people and they're depression clouds, but they're depression clouds because of attitude. Now you can always have an excuse for wrong thinking. You can say, well, you don't understand the situation, you don't... But you see, God has come to pull down wrong imaginations, wrong attitudes, wrong beliefs, because they're destructive. They destroy people. Thinking destroys. And you have to come to the place where you realize that, hey, I've got to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That means every single thought. Look, pulling down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. Now, do understand that your imaginations and the high things that come in exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. They've got a purpose. They're wanting to take you out of knowing God into living in a carnal way and believing circumstance and believing physical sickness and believing doubts and believing fears and living lower than God intends you to live. God intends you to live in victory. He always gives us the victory. And our weapons are mighty through God to pull down these strongholds that get erected inside us, in our minds and in our hearts. We get to a place where things drag us down. And you get to a place where you lose hope. And you get to a place where you get depressed. Well, that isn't Christian living, that's hell's living. And God sent the Holy Ghost, not so you could just speak in tongues, but to bring life. And that life is love, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost, and the enemy's fears that he puts on you, and the doubts that he puts on you. People can't function in life normally when they live in fear. People can't function in life when they live with guilt. 
People can't function in life when they live with all kinds of bombardments of the enemy. And those things, the Holy Ghost has come to eradicate from our lives. And you've got to bring every thought into obedience to the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. And you've got to begin to live according to God's word. Not circumstance, not reasoning, not happenings, not depressions, God. And he always gives us the victory. And so spiritual warfare is to do with your thinking. Now don't you ever come to me and tell me you can't help yourself because you have a will. You can choose what you think and you can choose what you don't think. God has given us a weapon. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. It vanquishes every lie. Deliverance comes when I walk in truth. There's no um, kind of idea that somehow I can't control it. You can control everything in your life. You really can. You have to take control. My Bible says we've got to bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. Obedience is what it's about. And you can have all sorts of theories, but in the end, the way you live is what you are. The way you think is how you'll act. And the Holy Ghost has come to do a work in our lives that makes us conformable to his image and sets us free and liberates us in our lives. And there's a tremendous liberty. Paul could say, in whatsoever state I find myself, I've learned how to be content. I meet a lot of people, they get so negative in any state that doesn't suit them that their discontent becomes part of their life. Now that is in your thinking, that is in your reasoning, that is in your imaginations. It's not a devil doing it, it's you doing it. You think your thoughts. And those imaginations and those thinkings have to come into obedience to Christ. And that's what the Holy Ghost has come to do. We're in a war, and it's the war of your mind. The enemy is out when you're born again to capture your mind and to bring discouragement, disillusionment, fear, anxiety onto your life and onto your heart to convince you that you can't win, that it's no good, and what's the point? And then, once you go down that, you are finished as a Christian. You won't live a Christian life. Your mind becomes the plaything of the devil. Your imagination becomes the screen on which he plays the horror stories. And God intends you to stop it. 
Now you have control. It's not a matter of just, well, whatever comes in. There's some people, their minds like the seashore. Whatever washes in, that's it. They just let it come in uh, and waft over them. They don't take control. They don't do violence with their thinking. They're just happy to think anything. Oh, well, you know, I thought this, I thought that. They dream around. They don't understand. You've got to bring every thought into captivity. When someone's captive and you've captured your thinking, you've got control of your mind. That is what you need. You let your imagination run, it usually runs negative, doesn't it? Hey, I'm serious. Time to wake up. Your mind is that which governs your life. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And the Holy Ghost has come to deal with it. And it takes the Holy Ghost. And we don't walk after the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. We realize that our imaginations and our thinking has to be controlled. One of the ways that the enemy paralyzes people is through fear. And therefore God has equipped us. And you'll find that over in Ephesians. Um, go there. It says, wherefore, in uh, Ephesians 6, uh, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, in verse 12, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. All right? Hey, let me tell you where it is. It's between your ears, your problems. Always has been, always will be. The enemy can't come into our world unless he gets us by our will to open ourselves up to his lies. He's finished. 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ overcame him. Calvary was the end. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was finished. It's true. And we have to understand that the enemy has no power or authority anymore. Jesus Christ has all authority and all power. It's been given to him in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. End of story. That's the way it is. Now when you get hold of that and you understand, well, we're wrestling. Well, when I wrestle, it's dealing with other people. If I've got an enemy within, I'm finished. There's no point in putting on the whole armor of God if I've given my mind and my imaginations over to the enemy. If I allow myself to become despondent and I allow myself to believe the lies of the enemy, I'll tell you what will happen. I can put on the armor of God, but the enemy's already inside. 
That's crazy. And the armor of God is very plain. Look. Wherefore, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, you're withstanding and you're standing. In other words, the enemy can come with the greatest onslaught to your life and you should be able to withstand it and stand. If you can't withstand the enemy, look inside, your attitude's wrong. Your thinking is wrong, your whole being is wrong, and you need to repent. You're in trouble. You've rebelled against God. You've done despite to the grace of God, and you're denying that the God who bought victory has done so. You're able to withstand, and you're able to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with what? Truth. Well, you can't have your loins girt about with truth, and the whole thing is the power of life, the power of movement, the power of living. Your loins are girt about with what? Truth. So if you're believing lies, you're going to be immobilized. First thing you have to understand, truth is what counts. God's word is what counts. The reality of Christ is what counts. If you're living with compromise in your life, if you're living with the world's standards, the world's views, the world's ways, and the superstition of devils, I'll tell you, you haven't got your loins girt about with truth. And that's one of the problems people have. Hey, my God conquered all the power of the enemy. And you've got to have your loins girt about with truth. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. Not we're just struggling. If you're struggling, it's because you're living in rebellion against God. You don't want to bring every thought into captivity. You want to believe the lie. You're doing despite to the grace of God when you deny him. You've got to stand. Having your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Hey, one of the ways the enemy gets at your heart is for you, instead of putting on the breastplate of righteousness, and Jesus Christ is my righteousness, you start trying to justify yourself and establish your own righteousness, and you're a fool. It's not what I am, it's what he is. I live, nevertheless not I, but Christ liveth in me. In other words, I have the life of God in me. You have the life of God in you. And your righteousness is his righteousness. You're not trying to examine yourself and justify yourself and establish your righteousness. You know that Christ has shed his precious blood and he has given to us his righteousness. 
And you put that on as a breastplate, not your righteousness, his righteousness. Then you don't live in condemnation because there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Why? Because I have the righteousness of God. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. Is that plain? Now, if you go about saying, oh, well, I failed, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. You don't have a past, you have a future. My Bible says you forget those things that are behind, you go on. Our God has given us his righteousness. Huh? We're cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ from all sin, from all unrighteousness. Hey, we have the breastplate of righteousness. That's his. Now that'll protect your heart. You won't live in condemnation and guilt when you know that God paid the price for our sin. It's dealt with. It's gone. It's finished. It's over. I'm alive in God. Listen, his righteousness is not hard. It's a gift. Your feet shed with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Look, this good news of peace, God has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. That's good news, isn't it? Heals the sick, delivers the captive. He's overcome every power of the enemy. Cool. The devil's finished. Devil's under our feet. Hey, you can tread on serpents and scorpions. Nothing shall harm you. Well, that's good news, isn't it? Hmm? If you're shot with that, what's your problem? When you look at it, though, people get in fear, don't they? Anxiety, terror. Oh. But our God has said, hey, we can be victorious. Always. And we've got good news. Good news for everyone. You can be at peace with God. And when you're at peace with God, that's it. You're at peace with him. Above all, what's above all? Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now look, the shield of faith. What is the shield of faith? Faith cometh by hearing what? Word, how do you shield yourself? With the word. Hey, and what does it do? It quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked, all of them. They never get to you. They can't get inside you. They can't attack you because you've got a shield of faith that quenches them all. Now, that is what you have to take. Above all, take those. So here you have a breastplate of righteousness, loins girt about with truth, gospel of peace upon your feet, and now you've got a shield of faith, and it quenches all the fiery darts. And as I said, if you've got your mind in control, 
and you brought every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, hey, you're on a winner. So the enemy wants to strip away your shield of faith. How does he do it? He tries to condemn you. Tries to tell you, you know, I hate it when I hear someone say, oh, they're afraid of failure. You're already failing. That's not faith. That's deception. Hey, he always gives us the victory. We are more than conquerors through Christ. So where is failure in this equation? It doesn't exist. You take that shield of faith away and the enemy will fire fiery darts right into your brain. But our God has made a way for us to walk and live in freedom and to be able to withstand any assault of the enemy. That means you live in victory. Now that is biblical Christianity. And if you don't live it, you're not in Christ. Sorry, you've abandoned the gospel. The gospel's true. The word of God is true. Goes on. Wherewith you will be able to stand and quench all the fiery darts that we get and take the helmet of salvation now, the helmet that protects your mind is your hope. It says so in Colossians, you have to understand the helmet's your hope. And the most amazing thing is, if you lose hope, you lose everything. When you get to a hopeless stage, and what the enemy does is he tries to bombard you with thoughts that it's hopeless. Any situation's hopeless. Now don't take a situation that basically you have no right to hope in. And then demand God does it. Because I'll tell you what will happen. You'll lose the shield of faith as quick as lightning and you'll be subject to everything. God will not violate someone's will. Whomsoever will may come to Christ. If they choose not to, you're crying about it, you're moaning about it, you're believing God for it, it's not going to change anything. God will not violate their will. Don't ever get this idea that somehow you can cause God to break his principles. He will not. You have free will, everyone has free will. That this idea that you can fast and pray and that will earn salvation for someone is a deception of the devil. It won't. The idea that people have got to be saved because of your prayers is absurd. Totally absurd. The idea because they're your family, they have to be saved, is totally absurd. They have will. The only way they can ever come to life is turn and come to the Christ who will bring peace.
someone wants to walk in darkness, you will not change their attitude by trying to influence them through friendship. Believe it or not, there's only one way. It's called the Word of God. And if someone does not want to respond to that Word and live the right way, they will go to hell. Bible's true. You have will. My Bible says, and Jesus said, whomsoever will may come. I believe it. I believe you are what you are today because that is what you want to be. You can change. God has given the power and the Holy Ghost for you to be different. Now let me make it quite plain. Sinners who have never come to any knowledge of salvation, don't know the gospel, have never heard, God will judge them according to the light that they have in that day. But those who have come and heard and then choose to reject the King of Kings and not live God's way, those people have chosen death rather than life. And there is no way you will be able to get them to turn only they can turn. Nothing will change them. Nothing. That's why Jesus made it very plain when he talked about family relationships. Hey, I'm born into the family of God. God is my father. I'm born again. I have a new family, I have a new home. I have a new relationship. That's it. And then he talks about the man who's got a, you know, the enemies are of your own household. Do you remember that's in Scripture? He meant it. And if you haven't got a conviction inside and a knowledge of God inside, a knowledge of truth, and you don't take that, I'll tell you what it'll do. It'll eat you up and destroy you. The little leaven leavens the whole lump. It's wrong. When you put on the helmet of salvation, it's the hope you have in Christ. It's an anchor that keeps your soul. It reaches within the veil. It's firm. You know in whom you have believed. You're persuaded and nothing will shift it. It doesn't matter what anyone else does. It's your certainty of salvation in Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that, and you put your trust in man, you're a fool. The biblical way to live is the way of total assurance in him. And people don't want to teach it anymore. They want this kind of, oh, you know, it's all... All right, they preach health and wealth without conversion. Ends up in perversion. If a man doesn't live right, doesn't matter how you cover it up, I want to tell you, there's coming a day when it'll get uncovered. That's the way it is. 
got to go right. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word, word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Now let me tell you something. Praying in the Spirit is nothing to do with emotion. Never has been, never will be. Some people think if they cry and get all emotional over their relatives, it's going to help them. won't help them at all. Why don't you start living in faith? If God lays something on your heart, and it's truly God who lays it there, then I tell you, you pray and it'll happen. If God hasn't laid it there, forget it. I've never been one to, to think you make a list of names and you start praying for them. I've never done it, never will do it. I don't find Jesus did it. He didn't kind of get an, all the names. You know, he got the disciples said to them, look, take the names of everyone in this multitude uh, so that when I get back in my quiet time, I can remember them. Grow up. That's not the way it is. You're not here to manipulate God to do what you want. You're here to fulfill his purpose. You're here to bring every thought into captivity, the obedience of Christ. And then you're to pray in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for who? For all saints. Huh. See, everyone thinks that's supplication for all sinners. Don't say that. And for me, what for? That utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Glory to God. I love it. That's all I want. I want to be bold. Get out there, stand up, don't care what they think. That's the way a Christian is. Don't care who it upsets. <laughs> if I was worried about upsetting people, I wouldn't be a preacher. Spurgeon said, if you don't make people mad or glad, you fail. God put us on the earth to shake the world. God put us on the earth with a gospel that's power. God put us here to do something in the earth. We're here to do damage to the devil and his kingdom. We're here to let people know you don't have to live that way anymore. There's a God who'll liberate you. The disease you don't have a right. There's a God who came to heal. And they want to silence us. We want to speak out more boldly. Don't you ever get fearful. That's what they want to do. In, impart fear to you so you're ashamed of the gospel. You should be proud of our God, our mighty King of Kings, and you should be more bold every day to declare the truth. I'm alive in my God. I know what I believe. I know in whom I have believed. I know what the truth is. And you stand with boldness. Now, to do that, you better have a shield of faith. Because I want to tell you, the enemy's going to throw a few fiery darts at you. 
And if you're a pastor, you'll find that the darts are all flying at your head. That's the way it is. That's spiritual warfare. You want to know how to fight? Start preaching the word. Stop compromising. Get off your fence. The kingdom of God has come. I've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. I'm alive in God. And the devil's in trouble. What a wonderful life we have. And what opportunities. New year coming. My, we can shake things up. That's exciting, isn't it? Huh? See, you withstand anything. If you put on the whole armor of God and you can stand in the midst of every trial. Trouble is with Christians, they've lost the ability to control their mind and their imagination. They believe the lies of the devil. You see, if you don't take action, you, you live by fear. Okay, if there's a situation, you've got to deal with it. Life's for dealing with things. Life's not for sitting back and waiting. I find most people, the reason they're petrified by fear is they're afraid to act in case it's wrong. Well, how about acting in case it's right? Get on with it. Hey, the worst you can do is hear a voice behind you saying, hey, this is the way walking it, and God corrects you. So you, you, you've got total confidence in a God who loves you enough to, if you do step to the left or the right, he's going to tell you. So what are you stepping gingerly for? Just go on in it. Stand. Having done all, stand. It's just normal Christianity. People get afraid. Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if I can't afford it? What if? What if? What if it doesn't? You've missed an opportunity in life. You know, there's a lot of people, successful people are the people that have no what ifs. Successful people go on. They might fall down, but they get up. They go on, because they don't live by fear, they live by faith. A lot of people stay in a job that doesn't suit them because they're afraid to move. Best thing you can do is move. The best way of dealing with your fear is to face it. Get on. World's a big place, there's plenty of opportunities. God didn't put you on the earth to fail, he put you on the earth to succeed. Get up and start living like a man. That's the way it is. God's on my side, he always gives us the victory. It's wonderful life. Full of joy, God's good. Hmm? You know, isn't that a better attitude to have than, oh, oh, well, if I do this, maybe that'll happen. And if I do it, and then you do nothing. And then you get to the end of your life, you've done nothing in life, you've accomplished nothing. 
You built nothing. And they can put on your tombstone, here lived a man who did nothing. Never made a mistake. Never did anything right. Why? Because he could never decide to do anything at all. That's because you haven't got faith. Christians aren't like that. They live totally in a different realm. Everything is good. Hey, when he said subdue the earth, glory to God. He put us here and he said, come on. Christians are able to take hold of everything and win. If you make a mistake, go to the left hand or the right hand, you hear a voice behind you saying, hey, go this way. Uh, and the trouble, most Christians don't get guidance from God because they never move anywhere. They sit in their seat petrified, afraid to do anything. Now I'm talking about people who are going to walk and live in righteousness. Now if you're one of those people just after money and all you want to do is become a fat cat and get rich, hey, I'm not talking to you. Love of money is the root of all evil. You've already got all evil in you and forget it. You're, you're not even in the conversation. I'm talking about people who are living according to the will of God. Understand that. You know, I'm talking to Christians. No God good putting on armor if you're a heathen. Or you're already going to live the wrong way. Putting on the armor is not going to help you. The enemy's already inside. I'm talking to people, uh, the saints. That's why you pray for the saints. All right? Is that plain? You know, I, I don't want you to think that I'm saying any of you it'll work for you, it won't. There's a lot of people it just won't work for. The reason it won't work for them is that they're, they're not right with God. Forget that. That's health and wealth without conversion. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Christian. But what opportunities we have. You survey everything, you look out on it and you say, huh, all the earth's mine. God has given me everything. Wonderful, isn't it? All you've got to do is subdue it. That's not difficult because he always gives us the victory. We're on a winning side. Do you know, there's people that gamble and they talk about having a winning streak. And then it runs out and they lose everything. Well, Christians have got a guaranteed winning life. You don't get a streak. Your whole life's a winner's life. Huh. I mean, that's... You don't have to be like... Now, some Christians are like gamblers. They think, you know, things go right. It, they they kind of go on and they get all excited and then something goes wrong. Ah, and they fall over. They're not Christians. When it's going good, I'm happy. When it goes tough, 
And oh God, what have I done? You're going to have fiery darts thrown at you. That's why you've got a shield of faith. Sure, you're going to go through odd trials. That's what makes you strong. Anyway, life's, it's nice to have challenges in life, isn't it? be boring if everything was just plain sailing. And there's people like that. They like everything smooth. But I tell you, you can't half move when the wind picks up. And when trials come and things stir, I'll tell you what happens. You can accomplish a lot. When opposition rages, you accomplish more than in a calm day. That's the amazing thing. And that's why God allows those things in your life. And it strengthens you. I mean, what victory is there if you haven't got a fight? And if he's always giving us the victory, the only way you can be certain of it is to have a lot of fights along the way. But you're always assured of the victory because Christ fights on your side. That's why you become a co-worker together with God. We're here to do something in the earth. So it's a challenge, but it's a good challenge. It's what you need in life. I, I, I love to, I, I hated running when I was young, hated running. I never saw a purpose in running. But put a ball on the ground and I'd run all day. Why? Because I love sport. I, and I love to, to win. You've got to have challenge in life, haven't you? Huh? I find people today, young people today, they, there's no spirit in them. That's why I love sport. I think it, anyone that doesn't play sport or develop that kind of character in their life, there's something wrong with them. Because you need challenge. It teaches you things. It teaches you how to persevere. It's important in life. Develop the whole man. God makes winners. We are more than conquerors. Hey, instead of living in self-pity... Why don't you throw off your failures and say, my God is able to make me a success. Throw off your past. Put on the breastplate of righteousness, his righteousness. Pick up the shield of faith and start living like a Christian. Hmm? How about it? Put your hand on your chest. Say this, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me in every situation. I can be more than a conqueror. I can be a continual victor in everything. Isn't that easy? Now that's what the Bible teaches. Our God gives us the victory. Always.
Don't ever get into fear. Get out of it. If you've got to make a decision, make it. Don't whatever you do, hope between two opinions. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Make up your mind and get on with it. Don't let the devil push you back with fear of this, fear of that. Go forward. If you're wrong, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, Oi. That's Christianity. Fighting the good fight. See, don't fight a bad fight. If you're going to fight, fight good. Get on with it. Take off your jacket, roll your sleeves up. Get to it. Devil's in trouble. God's on my side. Amen? Has anything ever gone wrong in my life? Yeah. But it's helped me. All things work together for good. To those that love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. So, believe God. Amen? Well, we're going to come to New Year's Eve on Sunday morning. And you can see I'm ready for the new year. Are you ready? Yes. Put your hand on your chest. Go on. More than conquer. More than conquer. Through, Christ, Through Christ who strengthens me. Mm. It's a way to live, the way to think. Don't live with fear, you live with faith. Lift up your hands. Father, I thank you, you always hear us. Lord, just let your power and life flow to these dear ones this day. Let your word go forth. Heal and deliver them, I pray, in Jesus' precious name. Amen?